Hi, this is Michael Waits, and welcome back to Insurance for the New Possible, a Chubb conversation. Today, we are joined by Quay Din, the country president of Vietnam at Chubb, and Terry Lee, the head of insurance at Techcom Bank in Vietnam. And before we get to the main part of our conversation, let's get a bit of both of your backgrounds for some context. And Quay, let's start with you. Sure. I, I've been in insurance for 21 years. 21 years. Yes. Go ahead. 22 years by now. I miscount one year. That's okay. I, uh, I start the first seven years in Vietnam. Then after that, moved to Singapore. And the last two years, back to Vietnam. Interesting. And you're Vietnamese by birth, yeah? I'm Vietnamese by birth. I grew up uh, educated in Vietnam and started to work there before. I think I, I thought I should learn something about the world before Perfect. going back. Perfect. Yeah. Terry? Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Thanks for having me here. Thank you. Um, um, I'm actually a Chinese Canadian. Canadian? Yes. Go ahead. I, um, I was born in Hong Kong, but then I moved to Canada um, back then. Got most of my educations, my most important first few jobs in Canada, um, in insurance companies and banking. So my first job is actually for insurance company, fresh off from um, university. And since then, there's, there's a history, and then I spent the last 20 years in uh, Asia Pacific. And uh, so Hong Kong, Singapore, Jakarta, now in Vietnam. It changes the way we think about things when we move as young children. I moved around a lot when I was a kid as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it changes your perception of the world. And you said the same thing too. One of the things you want to do is get a view of the world. Yeah. Right. Because when you come home or come back to your main country, it changes the way you think about what's happening there as well. No? Definitely. And I think having a, seeing things from different perspective, meeting and at first disagreeing with people from different culture uh, is a great learning and open your horizon greatly. Completely. What yeah. do you think? Ab- ab- absolutely. I think um, I go, the, the, the opportunity I can work in Vietnam, because I, as I say, I am a Chinese Canadian. I don't speak Vietnamese. And uh, three years ago, when Tecumpeng approached me, and the first answer is, you know, it's almost like, thank you, but no thank you. Cause I, <laughs> really? <laughs> right, I, I, where, where were you then? Were you in Hong Kong? I was time? in Hong Kong. I was working for a Singaporean bank, but in a Hong Kong office, Got and it. then uh, looking after their um, insurance portfolio. Uh, and, you know, Vietnam is Vietnam, really? And then, because I don't, you know, this is a country that I, I you know, it's so close, but then it, it's, it's like a total stranger to me. Yeah. And I don't speak the tongue. I don't understand the culture. So, but the only thing I noted is, well, it's a country that got a really good potential and in the insurance space is even greater um, for that. So, yeah, here I am <laughs> now in Hanoi and, and uh, enjoying it. But you said born and raised in Vietnam, educated in Vietnam as well, yeah. and been in insurance for 20-something years. Yeah, what got years. you into the insurance industry at the beginning? Because 20-something years ago... Like it doesn't feel like a long time? No, it was completely by chance. So I work, uh, I, I, I learned biology, e- ecology to be specific, and right. I work for Hanoi Urban Environment Company. Interesting. Um, so working for the government for, for about a year after graduation, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the work life is not as dynamic as I expected, and I, Interesting. I, I would like to do something new. And so insurance came up. In, uh, there's an insurance job came up and and I went for interview and the day that I went for interview I look up the dictionary to see what is insurance 
<laughs> All they need is speaking English and can do computer. And I am. I, I do a lot of words and excels and stuff, and so I said I have what they want, so I just go for it. <laughs> but when you, so I like to ask this too, for people that have been involved in the banking and finance industry yeah. for twenty something years, right, for yeah. two decades, what was the perception of the use of technology when you started, mm. and did you see these changes that are happening today coming, mm. or were they surprising to you as well? Michael, I, I started my banking insurance career back in the early nineties. Mm. That was the time when internet still like a, it's like a toy thing. I was than, there, right? I remember. <laughs> I was definitely there, <laughs> right? It's like all this, you know, modem thirty six point six k dialed up. Right? I remember the sounds, right? Yeah, doo, doo, that sort of <laughs> things, right? And honestly, right, back then I was, we were young and then, you know, do we see this coming? Honest questions, probably, maybe, right? Yeah. But I, I don't think the impact that we're seeing now compared to, to 20 years ago when we we're expecting, definitely there's a gap of that. And I can say that the impact that technology mm. is making right now, it's a lot faster and bigger than we were thinking all along. Yeah. What do you think? So for me, I look at it from the lens of un- un- underwriters. For, for 17 years, I'm very in health insurance, which you know, one of the most um, stringent in terms of selecting customer through the underwriting process. Go ahead. So why working in health? I've been all way around, you know, how do you simplify underwriting process and simplify the sales process so that we can do it better? But... But but that so at the beginning I thought it's just the you know the digital it's just to make the process a bit easier make the process a bit easier right so when I started with micro insurance about six seven years ago then it blew my mind about you know how different the concepts are and when you start to talk about paper use type of insurance no longer yearly or fixed person fixed fix insured person or fixed period. All of that changing so fast. And from there, I can see the lens of technology. So once you realize that, right? Yeah. And if you're looking at it from an underwriting and the relationship between underwriting and customer selection yeah. and sales. Yeah. Once you see the power of their technology, yeah. how does it impact the way you think about what we're calling now digital transformation? Yeah. I think, Michael, let me, let me, let me take this. Um, in short, I think technology, what makes the insurance especially in ways say that, that the micro the personal yeah. insurance what's the impact is making yeah. it's how people interact mm. with the counterparty which is insurance company right before before it was all people and it's all paper and the best machine you can get it is telephone maybe ro- better than rotary phone <laughs> uh, fast machine is something really good right and pretty much that's it, right? Everything you need to actually grab a pen. I, re- I remember I had, you know, when I was young, I was I was in the field and serving customers, and I have a ski accident. My right hand is broken. I cannot really write properly. So you know what? My my boss is really worried that Terry is going to really harm the productivity because my right hand cannot write properly. Now wow. you think about it, right? This is something totally, you know, as a in a way, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Why? Yeah. Because I think uh, the trend is the people, uh, the technology is, 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 is transforming. The people want to interact with the company in a nutshell. Now, and what is the context of that? It's no more than the 
the communications of the promise. What insurance company going to promise, and what do you like to pay for this promise or to get it? All right. Yeah. And technology, I think, I think um, transforming this is the speed on both side. Yeah, it's getting fast, so fast that then then we can imagine and transforming that. So yeah. we can we can we can you know the way they designed a product before the way that we designed it, the even underwriting process before. Yeah. it's all about you know what the insurance company wanted to get to the customer. Yeah. Now, right, because of the the change of all this, you know, technology, it's it's it. it I think the table is turning. It's now the customers getting the drivers to say, "Hey, this is what I want, right? Yeah. Don't tell me what you need. Is what what I want." Yeah. And I think that you know, Michael can can live in. I feel very fortunate at, 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 at that I can actually live in this 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 you know time of my life. It's I can see the both sides and being in a transformation. Do you feel like you're more excited about the industry today than you were when you first started? Like I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, definitely. And that you can't like you can't fake Absolutely. that. Go yeah. ahead. Absolutely. So if Terry come from the other end of the customer, right? I come from the other end of the insurance company. So I run PNL and. I started to face the fact that I don't sell one thousand dollar per person anymore. Now I have to sell one dollar per person, and I have a thousand policies to serve instead of one. So, what is your view on this idea of the communication of the promise? I love this idea. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So, so for me, I come from the fact that 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 challenge is something we have to to go through right? right operationally how do you serve so many customers the first time i come across one account and i my my team said more than a thousand policy your system crack really <laughs> yes so you came to them Basically, and said like we need to do stalled. this right <laughs> yes so we have to deal a lot with back end systems yeah. and you know how do we intro- and input the information into the system is the whole operating model for the insurance company and then on top of that distribution channel has to be different and the way that you approach customer has to be different. Right? I don't no longer have an agent explaining one hour to sell one dollar policy. It has to be so simple that the customer said, "Okay, I don't need you to to explain to me. It's straightforward." So, if penetration is low, and if it's no longer an agent spending an hour with a customer yeah. to sell a one dollar policy, yeah. and if the channels are so much here, right, yeah. and if the channels have to change, what's driving each one of those little individual steps? Maybe from a maybe just from a distribution standpoint. I think, Michael, I, I would I would re sort of reframe the question. Go ahead. The, the way right, it's I would ask. Okay, just sorry, just step back a little bit. Vietnam, why it's so exciting? Why I mean, Vietnam is sixty five percent of the populations is thirty five years and younger. Wow. Yes, yes, right. So you yeah. talk about not even Young. millennial, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, the, the whole possibility is even Gen Z. Do yeah. you feel like, and I, uh, save, keep that thought, but I want to make a point. Do you feel like there's been no better time in like the history that you can remember to be a young Vietnamese person? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. I absolutely agree. Yeah. So, Go sorry, my God. So, back, back to that question, right? That's why I list the focus is I, th- I think the core of the, th- you know, the things that we want to crack is how this or how would this big Vietnamese people under protected. Yeah. They need to protect because of the wealth, yeah. you know, because the country, the GDP is just growing up. They're really going to earn fast. more money, right? Yeah. They accumulate more, you know, 
asset, right? Yeah. They buy more cars. Their productivity goes up, so they're yeah. worth more protections. They need more protections from on the on the personal side, right? So mm-hmm. it's not about that. It, yeah. These people, how because of all these digital transformations, how yeah. they like to be interact and be prompted yeah. on the need. Because I think one thing that would never change is you know one day you wake up in a bad road up you know Sunday morning you know what looking to your you know significant half and say look right let's go to find some insurance it's not going to happen because <laughs> insurance the, the risk is always something in the back of my people had, you don't want to talk about it yeah. they would probably say hey we're going to have brunch we're going to have a, you know walk on the beach yeah. and stuff right we're yes. going to you know spend a Sunday afternoon nice day rather Absolutely. than talking to my financial advisor yeah. and talk about the risk so yeah. they need to be prompt. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to change, yes. even with all these you know transformations, people as people. But then yeah. it, it's about how they would like to be prompt, and yeah. they will feel that this is the right time, and this is our job as a. I hate to use the word intermediary. That was so old day, mm. right? Bank. Mm. I think it's it's a financial <laughs> solution provider, mm. right? Mm. Bank is one of them. Yeah, and we we do product. So so I think back back to, to to quickly give give that you know answer or my view on the question is how we can construct and actually bring in that protection needs in a conversation or interactions that customers want and they yeah i can connect it to it that would be the future and because Mm. that is the way that they want it to be interact Mm. you know with all this technology so what are they telling you what are they telling you? How do they want to interact? I think number one, they want less people. They don't want. They want quick, fast. I mean, as you can imagine, with with yeah. your iPhone, right? Everything. I want instant gratification, right? You know, two seconds on your apps, and you 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 press the screen, right? Everybody can laugh at it, right? Yeah. And if it's not responding, you think, is there something wrong with my phone or my connections, right? <laughs> Same thing. I think that you can go on that path, right? Not just, the, I think, you know, things that we need to connect them with, you know, 24-7. But on top, I think it's okay. Is it going to be like 20, you know, clicks? Yeah. Or after I do all this, you say that I still need to call you back yeah. for that one? Come on, this is like, I'm not going to do this, right? And yeah. this is so I think I think uh, that is transforming how we think, and and it is right on to Gray's point: micro insurance. Why why don't want to do the big policy, but rather small policies? Many of them. Yeah, it's exactly embracing that is because if you do want to do like you know you want to you want to you put together a bike, I can do it. Yeah. I can go to you know a shop and put together my my kid's bike in two hours, right? Yeah. But if you want yeah. me to put together a Tesla. Yeah, it's impossible. So right. So I, I think would, it's. I wouldn't even consider it. But go ahead. <laughs> right. Or right. even buy. Well, you know. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, right. This is <laughs> yeah. an example. So I think I think you know micro insurance in that sort of analogy is okay. Give people by size, easy to understand. They promise in the right time, and you know, and right there, convenience. I like it. Mm. Right. I feel good, and I feel that good that I'm being protected for something I worry about and being prompt. Then that's it. I think this is something that, how, and how do we aggregate them together? So rather than we sell them 20 things that they don't gel together, I think from the bank side is, okay, you got this 20 interactions, but how does this 20 interactions end up together become a bigger plan? And yeah. all this micro adding together become macro. Yes. So besides what, what Terry just said, to answer your question about what customer tell me, yeah. customer never tell me how they want to buy insurance, 
and you know what they want to buy they they don't want insurance at all if it is the moment that they talk to me and most most meaningful for me is when it has claims and when something happened in their lives and they said oh i see this is meaningful to me it could be you know from accident terrible time where they you know bring eggs to my office because they can't believe that you know it's just a grab right cover 2000 dong and then they got some insurance money right. out of it when they got an accident but it is you know can be simple as you have a mobile phone and it's cracked the phone and then and then i i have my phone repair with very little money right so those are the moment that the customer talk to us i i have to sometimes have to innovate about how do i make my products Relevant, simple, no-brainer to the customer to get it in the first place. So you said when you were working your first job, right after you graduated from college, after you graduated yeah. from university, yeah. you had an opportunity to interview at an insurance company. Yes. And you said the first thing you did was go look up what is insurance. Yeah. So you had to educate yourself. Yes. How do people educate themselves today? It's very different, right? And if yeah. you think about the technological improvements, which you were talking about as well, yeah. Yeah. someone like you who graduates from university Maybe it's on a Sunday thinking I should have brunch, but maybe on the way to brunch they get into an accident with their car and now they understand they need protection or something, right? They want to protect their assets. And particularly as people get wealthier, yeah. incrementally, they feel like I now have enough things that I need to protect them. Yeah. How do they go about and find and get educated about insurance? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I see a very different environment in Vietnam and in like Western culture. I, I have the, the, the chance to live in both. And I feel the fundamental difference is that sometimes people do realize that there's a risk in their lives. The difference in, 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 in culture where insurance and financial services has become uh, more, more mature is that, okay, I got insurance. I get something to protect, to, to planning to protect that. Right. In Vietnam, it is more about, okay, how do I deal with this? But insurance doesn't always come up as a natural, as a, a natural choice of risk management. Right. And that is what something that we want to change and we want to, 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 to increase. And I think that with education, with development of financial, it's, it's changing, but majority of the people still it's at least in Vietnam, as I see, many people still doesn't see that and don't want to see that as well. Like I, if I want a crack for mobile phone, right. I want that as repair service instead of an insurance for mobile phone, right? You've worked in other countries outside of Vietnam and you've worked in banks and insurance for decades, two decades, yeah? More. More. <laughs> I think you and I are the I same. Wish. I think I you wish. and I are the same age. I yeah. think we talked about this. Yeah. But what do you take from working outside the country to bring into the country, right? Mm -hmm. I think, um, Michael, the education is the right sort of aspect to, 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 to sort of, you know, understand, you know, what, what should be the priority. I think insurance is, is, is a product, right? Um, protecting them is the benefit. But what is the need? Yeah. The need is there is risk. There is, you know, something we cannot predict. You know, some bring you inconvenience, some bring you harm, some bring you something is really changing your life, right, if you lose it. And, you know, and insurance is, you know, how you get connected to this is, you know, sometimes is not the all the answer, but it could, financially, it could help people. Now, I think the, you're right, education is how we help people 
you know, Vietnamese people to understand different categories of these, you know, unpredictable things in life. And if the wrong side happened, what does that mean to you, right? And they're not necessarily understanding, you know, number one, the, the category of that, you know, risk or unpredicted things in life and how to prioritize them. And I think it's, as a bank, it's, 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 that is exactly what we should focus to help them and, you know, improving our daily, our daily job or daily life and, and, and work to help them on this aspect. What role does data play and data aggregation play in this idea of how to then educate people about what type of coverage they need? Yeah. I, you know, maybe I, I'll take it, you know, great. I think, I think from, from bank side, from, again, right, the financial solution provider kind of angle. When we talk to customers, we don't come in with something that we don't play God. Mm. Well, we come in, we want to hear from them, right? Yeah. And why we want to hear from them? Because we want to know them. Yeah. Now, Given, right, if like I already know half of you before even you tell me, right, some things. And, you know, that helps a lot in the conversation, mm. right? And it's like the beginning of this podcast, right? Michael start asking, great, Terry, we don't know you, right? But what if, you know, Michael really didn't know us for like last 20 years? I think this conversation is going to be different. Has to be though, right? Mm. Yeah. So, it has to be. Right. So, so Michael, you know, get, get to the point is... Yes, I think for the bank, the more we can know about our customer from different things and then make it relevant to the yeah. conversation, not just helping us to do the job, but also helping the customers to realize, aha, okay, what are we talking about here? And yeah. what is it really what I want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. So I think relevance is a very important word. Um, and then besides relevant as well, I always see that you know, sometimes the customer do not always know their risks and the, the ability to bring them some, some, some protection, some, something that they need, but very seamless, very easy, right. is also the responsibility of the industry, right? That's why we talk about financial inclusion. So being relevant and offering something that customer needs, but not by asking them, because when you ask them, what do you need? They, they, they never need anything from right. insurance. Right. So how do we, how do we analyze? How we look at their, the, the data that we have and bring something relevant and in need for that customer profile is right. what we are trying to achieve. And how do you, because you talked before about these 20 micro interactions that you have with the client, right? And is that aggregate and then does it lead to something important? How do you feel like you understand people enough that at some level, and this gets back to the one customer for $1,000 or 1,000 customers for $1 as well, how do you get that to dig deeply enough into who they are so that it feels like the product is just for them? Yeah. Okay, Michael, I think um, it's, it's a very good question. The, the thought process about how do we you know, put up the architect of how do we want to interact with the customers more than just one incident, right? Because, you know, yeah. from, from banking is you can do so many things with a bank now, right? And, of course, some banks even have more, you know, aggressive to do more than just, you know, deposit, lending, and all this, right? Some yeah. get in different things. I mean, very, you know, last 10, 15 years is like wealth management is a good example, right? right. You know, 20 years ago, a lot of banks don't even have whatever, well, you yeah. know, investments, right? Now, yeah. banks, you know, and all this investment insurance is all key. So for us, I think to design it, I would I would use a very simple picture. Is right. If I'm running a 
supermarket or a something like Walmart kind of thing, right? You will not put baby stuff right next to the hardware, right? When you trying to design the walkway, and you will not put something really specialized at right at the end, you know, or get to the cashier. So I think it's it's, it's why because this is Are you, you know thinking about this when you're doing product design and also thinking about we, channel we, design. I think we think about this. It's like a thought process on customer journey design. Right, I mean, insurance is just part of it. I mean, you think about it, right? When people got their money, they got I mean, wealth management world, right? It's it it, it descends like like a lifetime wealth accumulation, wealth decumulation. Well, it, in accumulations is one. How do I safeguard my money? How do I maximize my return? But then once you get it, then how do you get your money out effectively? Yeah. And then the last is how do you you know transfer now. For I think for general insurance or the PNC specific A and H is more about okay when I accumulate my wealth I got a lot of important things and how do I protect them that is part of the wealth accumulations and yeah. all along right and it's part of the the wealth you know transfer as well like something that is a legacy is like a painting how yeah. do you ensure right that value is going to pass on that sort of things now so I might go back to that yes. I think that simple answer is yes. We think about it because different customers, like if you're a male 45 years old compared to a female 25 years old, it's very different than when we walk into the shop and, you know, kind of journey. And, you know, we, we digitize it. We can actually customize that yeah. for them. When they come to us with all the technology, you know, think, think about it 20 years ago. We can't do it because you have to come into the branches. You have to f- make sure there is a, you know, manager, you know, it, you know, you cannot have 20 managers with different, you know, profile, right? You have yeah. one manager and then that's the branches. Now yeah. you, you go to the digital store. Yeah. So I think the possibility with that one is just Really open up. But this is so interesting. I hadn't thought about it in this context. You're right. Like, the salesperson isn't just one person who's like a 50-year-old man or a 50-year-old woman. But their clients are also not. You could be a 25-year-old lady. And like you said, a 45-year-old man. But the interactions are different. So if, if I'm selling insurance to somebody who's my age, it's fair enough. I understand everything about them. But I don't necessarily understand about the 25-year-old woman because I'm not living that life. But you talked about this before. How does that underwriting process change as well as you get closer and closer to doing products that are, I wouldn't call them bespoke, but are more specific for me and my cohort, which you couldn't do 25 years ago, right? How does that work? Yeah. Well, so that into many areas that, you know, insurance using data for, you know, pricing, for doing underwritings. Uh, For me today, I think... In Vietnam, I focus on something very simple. Make it easy. I know the customer. But it has to be easy both ways, right? It has to be busy both ways. And important is that, you know, for example, when I work with Terry as a partner, Terry already, you know, make customer go to his branch and, you know, everything to do what we call the no customer requirement, right? KYC. Uh, KYC, yeah. And uh, know your customer. And, and. I do not want customer to have to go through that again. So, of course, we win. So that, that is more what we, we want to do at the first step. Right. But then, of course, how do we further use data to offer something relevant, easy for, easier for the customer? And how do we do that? Why respect customer privacy is right. also a lot of things the that we have to discuss between right. ourselves. Yeah. How do you look at other industries that are also struggling is the wrong word, but that are addressing the same types of issues, right? If you look at 
e-commerce or other platform companies that are trying to say, I don't want to sell the same thing to a 25-year-old young lady that I do even to a 25-year-old young man. Do you look at other industries as well and think, how can I learn from them so that this new generation in Vietnam that aspires to have a better life can actually get a better experience across the board and not just here? So where else do you look and what do you take from them? So we do not just want to learn from them. We want to partner with them so that what they are doing could be a part of what customer can benefit from us. Hence the ecosystem ideas, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. My husband hates that. (laughs) Why? He said, I hear ecosystem everywhere. (laughs) And it's uh, overused words sometimes. It, 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 but, uh, it might be. It might be, right? But again, if you go back and look at just like a Japanese car manufacturer, right? we didn't call it an ecosystem. But if you go down to Aichiken, where Toyota is based, and you look at where all these part suppliers are, yeah. all those part suppliers, because of just-in-time inventory yeah. management, just-in-time manufacturing for yeah. Toyota, yeah. all the part suppliers were based around Nagoya in yeah. Aichiken. Yeah? Yeah. And that was an ecosystem. Maybe we didn't talk about it the same way. But this is not new. And I mm. think that the idea of building a digital ecosystem means you don't have to be from a proximity basis mm. in Aichiken, mm. but you want to be close. Mm. And this is why your husband hears it all the time. It's yes. not just you. It's not just happening in your house. It's <laughs> happening everywhere because the ecosystem is really important, no? It is, and it actually brings a lot of benefits to the customer. It's cost-saving for the customers as well. However, I think the aspect of, you know, how does that interfere with my privacy? Could be the parts that make people feel a little bit, you know, having a little bit object, objection to it. But it, it, I actually think that it, if it's done properly, it is bring a lot of um, saving, wa- um, waste uh, reductions right. and, and, and benefits to the customer, yeah. convenience and benefits. What do you think? I think Greg, you're spot on. I think back to, the, the you know, earlier we talked about Basically, what we talk about here is promise, right? We promise something to the customers, and customers mm-hmm. trusted that we will carry out the promise when things that you know that we talk about happen, and then right. So I think I think a couple things that on this one. Number one is, can I trust you know my counterparty, right? When I'm trying yeah. to pay for a promise, mm-hmm. right? Can I trust these people? And I think you're right. No, it's, it's not just about telling people how good you are, how big you are, and all this. It's about how what you can do. Right, mm-hmm. so your claims, right, and service focus is absolutely mm-hmm. correct. And then back to the ecosystem, it's it's not clunky. It's not you know the whole thing is not you know far away. It's something that we bring it to you, and they can see the value. For example, right, if you use my credit card, the bank's credit card, to buy some like a big TV or let's just say mobile phone, right. And on the right moment, this is important for me, right? For Vietnam people, sometimes it's, it's a major purchase. Right, yeah. you know, yeah. for phone and for for telephone, maybe not in auto market, but for them, it's a major purchase. But I mean, an iPhone costs a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a big purchase it's for big everybody purchase for them. Yeah, right. So when they do it and they use the credit card to do it for the major purchase, right? We prom them that yeah. other than just quick payment, you can get your phone, enjoy it. On the same time, we yeah. actually think about, as I say earlier, the risk that the unpredictable things can happen. And prom them in the right time, you know, and for that one, you should think about it, right? Yeah. And yeah. when really something bad happened and we really carry out what we promise, they see the value. And you know what? This is ultimately the bank's wants. It's we want people to trust us 
stay with us, stickiness, and then you know bring more to us because we're not only do one yeah. line of business. We 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 want to serve them for all whatever we can offer as a financial service. Yeah. So I think Michael, this is my you know part part of the bank assurance strategy in banking as well. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, but I recall one of the you know we first of all really enjoy the the the, the talk about you yep. know what we can do together is to address pain points, right? I mm-hmm. remember, and one of the pain points in insurance is that people might buy a lot of insurance, but they can't remember what they buy and what right. are they for, and right. you know how to make that visible. How to make that clear? For example, my, a customer might buy three policies from Tech Combine, and Terry, in the first place, want to make sure that they can see all of the things and very easy. And then in there, they can see. Okay, here is what I bought. Here is how I can cancel it. Now, here is how I make a claim, and just a click on his app on on the on the bank apps, and you know. Beside what everything else we say about the relevant, about the products, about right. the protection, you know the 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 simple thing about understanding what I bought right. and arranging it, you know, make sure that I I know whatever I I bought in insurance is then only in one place is also an, another aspect that uh, that we discuss as well, right? Absolutely. As you roll out new ways for customers to figure out how their products are seamless what the products are that they have, how they can cancel them. What kind of feedback do you get from your clients, people that are using your business as a distribution channel, right? What kind of feedback are you getting from the end customer that says, hey, that was way easier, or now I understand how this works? Does that make sense? Like, what's the feedback you're getting? Well, the feedback, I think, um, from, 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 from our customer, right, from the bank's customer, is, as, as Gwei say, the pain point is, it's not clear. It's everywhere. Right. So, so this is interesting, guys. We talked about value chain. These are value chain innovations, right? Somewhere along the way between the time where I realize that I need coverage and I have risk and let's say I have a claim. But along the way, all these pain points aren't clear. So I guess my real question is for both of you is how do you identify what those pain points are? And then how do you go about addressing them with technology? Well, the first thing is to go back to the customer, right? I mean, we, we have to have, you know, good understanding. It's it's talk to them. I think, I think, you know, we, we cannot be destroying it. But then I think the data, you know, pro, I mean, back then is like all this focus group and all this, this is old school. Right. But then I think the quick way or the, 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 the next sort of chapter of doing it is how we can leverage the interaction digitally with them and deduce our mm. learning from that. For example, yeah. right? Michael, we, we got in some digital journey, we keep talking about it, right? Customize different journey. Not all of them go through everything and become happy customer. Right. There's yeah. drop well, they off. drop out, right? Right. So I think from the, from from that aspect and, and from a bank angle, how, that is very valuable data. And yeah. how do we learn it yeah. and can translate them into okay, this is exactly the gap, and how we go back to the partner and we enhance it together. I think this is, you know, in yeah. in, in sort of like overall strategy, this is something yeah. we have to get yeah, crack. absolutely. Yes. So I will address your question about where, how would you identify the pain point right. based on a very internal process of developing products. So when Terry and I planning to launch some products together, right. first thing our team work together is design the customer journey. We 
identify at the point of even before knowing about insurance, what do they need to know? What are the pain points? Right. When they purchase, after they purchase, when they have the claims, when they have an inquiries about the policy, what do we do? And all of that is the first thing. The insurance products, the process, and who is doing what come after. First, always customer journey is yes. the first discussion. Yes. I, I was surprised myself. You, you were talking about dropout, right? And I actually went like this. This is me like pressing the no button on my phone, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm older than most people, most of your aspirational customers, right? Yeah. But I thought it was really interesting that I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean that. I was thinking about it as I was doing it. I'm like, I did that. That's my, me doing something on my phone. Yeah. Do you think about mobile journeys, I won't say only, but more specifically, than you do about kind of this type of journey? Do you know what I mean? Or is yep. it mobile first for everything now? Well, I mean, that, that is more the... Um, the UI UX, right? The user yeah, no, interface, right, right. For that, yeah, that, that that's the thing. So back, I think from from insurance and bank insurance, right? Angle, yes, Michael. I think especially in the micro insurance space, mm. no question about it. It it it's got to be mobile device first, right? How do we embrace that? Uh, because we can see a huge trend of other. Uh, banking transactions is actually mm. moving on that platform over mm. the you know traditional internet banking platform. Mm. Right. Um, mm. So how do we embrace it? Mm. Yeah. How? Well, basically, basically, right? Is it's is it's it's as I say earlier, it's the minimizing the click, right? Yeah. Because I like it. you're doing the same thing. Even while you're talking about it, you're thinking with your thumb. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> see, I, I'm trying to pictureize it. The, right. the, the, the thing is, right? Why people drop off? Sometimes they don't give you the no, right? Because we don't design a big red no button, right? They just drop off. But why? Why did? Why, yeah. why, why they dropped off, right? right? I think this is the key. Back to that question: so What? What? What can we learn from that? And I think mm. this is the the things that we can learn from it. It is why they drop it off at that specific points, right? Is it asking too much questions? Is a phone size too little, right? It's it's like I don't know what to do. I mean, so many questions, right? And then, oh, I don't, I don't feel value. We'll keep going, right? All of this, right? But then, Michael, the Yes, the, the, how do we resolve it? I think the way that we're trying is we understand what exactly make them drop off from that because they already committed maybe sometimes yeah. in there and, and think they show interest, right? I want right. to know more, right? right. Is right. it really, is it really the, the core of the offer is not something they thought of? That could be it. But then if they, this is something, oh, I want to protect my mobile phone. And then at the end of the day, yes, we're giving a, the one of the best mobile phone protection. Why are you dropped off? Mm. Oh, because I don't want to give this information or whatever, right? Oh, no, maybe it's part And the customer journey. I think this is the, the journey thing. We, the first thing we want to eliminate is because we have a clunky and disconnected and not working, you know, sound of journey, then they could drop off, right? Yeah. That is the worst thing happened to us and we, we need to eliminate that, right? Yeah. And then the rest, I think, is the next level of the yeah. challenge. So, so for me, I think we, our personal life and, and professional work life has been bombarded a lot by mobile first technology. So a lot of things that we discuss daily and many business opportunities that right. we work every day is on mobile it's first technology. Here, yeah. yeah and, uh, and, and so naturally it is a very important part, but to be fair, you know, insurance, a, a large proportion of the insurance premium is still coming from a different channel. You know, the, okay. the channel from mobile first is still uh, quite quite early. It is, uh, and especially in, especially in Vietnam. So we do, we do even for sale, we do cater for different, different um, 
touch base. Sometimes could be through mobile phone. Actually, the penetra- internet penetration in Vietnam is quite high, Very. and people are still using a lot of portal and internet things instead of mobile phone. Uh, I think mobile phone is up and coming really, really fast, faster than anything else. Mm-hmm. But I, for me, I still feel it is the future. Okay, that's so, really interesting. But that doesn't change the fact that you start with customer journey. Customer journey. Yeah, and right. have to design with how the customer assess your product, know about your product in the first place and purchase it. Yeah, And a lot of purchase is happening with mobile phone or online because that is so much easier than you know, filling the papers yeah. and yeah. sign. Yeah, I think we, you're absolutely right. The, yeah. I think personal line i think if, from more the industry word yeah. mobile first no yeah. no questions mm. about it mm. however right in 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 the general insurance world it's more than just personal line and for the corporate and commercial mm. my 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 view is in the next maybe even five years it would be still um how do we equip our physical channel which is rm and the representative because in the commercial corporate mm area those cannot be eliminated right you you know that 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 probably that direction and how we actually digitally assist that people to bring up that conversation and that process a lot faster and smoother is the key so michael i think yes mobile first definitely on the personal line right can we talk a little bit about commercial just for a second maybe and then i'll let you go because the commercial assets if you think about it are moving away from only physical assets Let's just call it plant and equipment at scale, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right? And if you think about the physical assets now moving into digital assets, and I'm not talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. I'm just talking about digital assets like connectivity, things in the cloud and stuff like that. Are you seeing a, what's the right word, a mindset change around we need to now protect those things as well? Yeah? I definitely see that from our business on cyber insurance so for you know that is one of the Wait, that's pure protection, growing though. pure yeah. protection though right so yeah. go ahead yeah. yeah so that is one of the very fast growing line of business there's a lot of risks as, uh, associated with sure. it for us as well as doing that business mm-hmm. but the demand is really really high that's interesting okay Let, let's talk about customers right i mean traditionally if you're in manufacturing which is vietnam is, is a big uh, yes. sector yes. Right? right so yes. the traditional like you know, marine cargo, uh, product liability, all yes. this is, is like given, right? And mm. they, they need it to, mm. to, to, you know, do the daily business. But I think what Michael, what prompted it is, what about their digital assets, for example, right? If you are immortal in a creative business, you know, a lot of things is actually in cloud. Mm. Or if you're actually in a financial, yeah. you know, industry, right? A lot of your mm. assets, and I think, right, it's, it for the entire in insurance and bank insurance industry is our job to help them or educate them mm. that what is the new class of risk. Yes. And yes, you're rightly good, saying really it's point. the cyber risk, right? Mm. And there is different aspects and then how do we how can we help them? I think I think even from the um insurer aspect it's still even reinsure, right? They try yeah. to define it better and how do they actually manage that risk, you know, the pricing or reinsurance better. Yeah. But then I think it's on is 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 two end. Yeah, the insurer is one end trying to design and f- you know find a better r- way to to to, to protect the risk in in reasonable you yeah. know premium. But I think on the on 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 the ground, it's where how do we help you know those commercial clients to realize this is an emerging new class of risk, mm. and the way that you do business before, right? For example, right, if you 
entire client base, like you have a global whatever whatever like network, and it's yeah. all in cloud. And what if it disappeared? Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Then yeah. you and all your billing and all this, right? You yeah. will have and really trouble, right, to carry yes. on. Right. So how does that you gotta you know deal with it? I think this is something that maybe some maybe SME. Um, that's that the sector maybe yeah. it, it's a it's a big opportunity that yeah. that because I don't think there is a you know a, a high awareness yet happening yeah. in Vietnam for that yeah. and and yeah. and that you know that sector the SME yeah. is growing really fast yeah. Yeah. in Vietnam as well. What you just said triggers something that I recently so recently the gov- Vietnam government made a very I think very advanced step as they now enforce that a number of companies will be responsible for uh, to purchase insur- uh, environmental insurance uh, for all the environment impact right. that they, they create. I, I actually think that is really, really good step. And that, again, it's not just the physical assets, right? right, right? right it's right. liability and not just... Yeah, sorry. Great. One point I want to add on this one, right? Yeah. As a foreigner, as an expat working in the Vietnam market, insurance professional... Vietnam government is very good. Yeah, they are embracing, and and I think one thing I really appreciate that is they have a very, very shocking as you know, they they have a very open mind mm. attitude mm. toward you know the other market, what's going on, mm. and they they want the more the interactive way mm. when they try to shape um, yeah. how the regulatory landscape, rather than you yeah. know they 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 try and error. And, and stuff. So okay. I think it, it, that that is something something that uh, I think from outside of Vietnam, people may not aware of it. But when you work in a country right. and work with a regulator, that is something that I really appreciate. I mean, across all the markets that I've been uh, working in, I mm. would highly rate it that uh, their you know their their attitude. I mean, the yeah. way that they treat um, you know how 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 to do the collaborative way yeah. of, of 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 shaping the landscape. Yeah. Yeah, no, okay, I well agree. That, that is a killer way to end this conversation. I really appreciate both of your time. Quay Din, the country president of Vietnam at Chubb, and Terry Lee, the head of insurance at Techcom Bank Vietnam. Really incredible. Thank, Thank you, you both very much. Enjoy very much. Thank you. Thank you.